Hello and welcome back to Daily World News with the latest global stories in just five minutes, seven days a week. Here are the top world stories for Saturday, July 15th, 2023. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed, available on iPhone and Android. South Africa has urged Russian President Vladimir Putin to stay away from attending an economic summit in South Africa due to an international arrest warrant issued against him in March. South African authorities are likely to breach the treaty and not arrest Putin, but they are trying to persuade him to stay. Allowing Putin to attend the BRICS meeting would put more pressure on South Africa's relations with the United States and its other important Western diplomatic and trade partners. In other news, Vera Chernuka, the sole resident of Dementievka, Ukraine's former village of Belgorod, is defiant amid the ruins of Russian occupation after seven months of occupation. The village now has only one remaining resident, Chernuka, 76, along with two stray puppies and a cat. Her daughter used her modest savings to help her rebuild part of her house, equipping it with the essentials, a wood-burning kitchenette, a bed, and a tiny bathroom. The use of cluster bombs, banned by 123 countries, has not helped the Russians achieve their objectives in their brutal war in Ukraine. Joe Biden's decision to send cluster munitions to Ukraine on July 8th seems more likely to provoke escalation than hasten victory over Russia in what looks increasingly like an unwinnable war for either side. The use of these munitions has caused serious consequences for civilians, and the government knows this full well after the use of similar munitions in Iraq and the Balkans. Meanwhile, North Korea's ambassador to the United Nations, Kim Song, made a rare appearance before the UNSC on Thursday, blaming the United States for the Hermit Nation's test launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile on Wednesday. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff announced in a statement that it detected the ballistic missile launch near the North's capital of Pyongyang, just days after North Korea promised shocking consequences to protest what it called a provocative U.S. reconnaissance activity near its territory. In another story, a 17-year-old Canadian teenager has carved his name into the wooden pillar in the Golden Hall of Japan's Toshidaji Temple, a Buddhist site built 1250 years ago. The vandalism has sparked questions about what can be done to stop the vandalism, which has caused up to five years in prison and a fine of up to one million yen. Next, President Biden and his national security team have argued that comparisons between this era and the Cold War are misleading, a vast oversimplification of a complex geopolitical moment. The United States never had the kind of technological and financial interdependence with its Cold War adversary, the Soviet Union, that complicates the increasingly bitter and dangerous downward spiral in the relationship with China. Meanwhile, The Sun, Britain's most widely read news brand, has been accused of publishing a story about an unnamed TV personality paying thousands of pounds for sexual pictures of a young person, funding their crack cocaine addiction. The story quickly spread on social media, and the BBC is now conducting an investigation into new allegations. However, some in the industry have defended the newspaper, while others believe that the BBC's management over the story is giving the paper a bad deal.
In other news, Pakistan's Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif has launched the construction of a 1,200-megawatt Chinese-designed nuclear energy project, which will be built at a cost of $3.5 billion. The nuclear power plant, known as Chashma 5, will be constructed at a site along the left embankment of the fast-flowing Indus River in Mianwali, a district in the eastern Punjab province. Pakistan currently generates only 8% of its electricity from nuclear power plants and plans to increase that figure to 20% by 2030. Meanwhile, China's top diplomat Wang Yi has urged India and China to work together to find a solution to simmering military tensions along their vast border. The two countries share a 3,800-kilometer frontier and have fought a brief but bloody war over it in 1962. A setback in 2020, when 20 Indian soldiers and four Chinese soldiers were killed in hand-to-hand -hand fighting during a border clash, spurred both militaries to fortify positions and deploy large numbers of troops and equipment. Lastly, the UN Security Council has called for the Secretary General to submit a report within 30 days outlining potential measures to address Haiti's armed gangs and reinstate security in the strife-ridden country. The gang's influence has escalated since the assassination of President Jovenel Moise in July 2021, with estimates suggesting they now control up to 80% of the capital. The UN Security Council also authorizes up to 70 United States police and corrections advisors to scale up support and training for Haiti's understaffed and underfunded national police force. Our top world stories for today are brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed. Download the free Blogcast app on your iPhone or Android today. If you enjoyed this, please consider listening to our other podcasts, Daily Business News, Daily Tech News, Daily Science News, and Daily Lifestyle News. Thanks for listening. Blogcast.